0: If you love Tuka Talks, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps the show grow and reach more people with what not to do in the fashion industry. Thanks. Now let's get on to the show. In future, there will be no pattern maker. There are going to be no textile shows. There are going to be no swatches. There's going to be no sample yardages. All that nonsense has to go away. If you're still making the samples, reevaluate your process. Greetings from Tuka Talks. There's so much noise out there with AI, artificial intelligence, Chat GPT the Grammarly, there's so many engines out there. There's so much chatter going on in the internet about fashion being predicted by the internet. Of course, there are a lot of technology companies who are pushing it to the limits. And then there are a lot of people who are sitting on the sidelines and saying, "Ah, eh, that's not for me. I don't think so. Well, for those who are skeptics, let me assure you, is here. Sooner you accept it, better it will be. You've done a lot of damage already to the industry by not adopting virtual technology when the technology was available. And I should really say that if it wasn't for COVID-19, most of us will still be making the sketches and tech packs and samples and back and forth and fittings and all the nonsense that was going on prior to 2020. How do you choose technology? How do you use technology? You can't be just jumping in and say, all right, uh, yes, we all need to use 2D and 3D and get rid of paper and get rid of samples. No doubt. But how do you evaluate? If you are working with a factory or a vendor, and if that vendor has to make a fit sample or corrections, you have the wrong technology. So, your aim should be how do I get a digital pattern with zero difference as far as sewing instructions and so on are concerned. If physical to digital cloth comes in two layers, the first layer is the cloth itself, the properties, how it drapes, how it stretches, how it falls, what is the GSM on that, all those properties which will be useful only to determine the look, the fall, the, the, the fit, and so on. How does it look in this print or that print and this print? It becomes second layer. So now I don't have to make six samples and six prints. I can create the storyboard With the digital data, and third thing is of course the fit. How does it fit? The fit development has to be on the fit model. Why is that important? Because if I am fitting on a fit model, I have approved how the garment fits, how the garment looks, how the garment is balanced, and on and on. I'm not going to have to make a new sample. If you're still making the samples, reevaluate your process. So in order. To have a technology or change the technology from manual to technical process, we have some considerations, and I'm going to talk about those. Uh, Whether we're doing it manually or we're doing it in virtually, we need to know who are we designing for, who are we fitting on, is fit model. So the fit model, whether it's physical or digital, has to have a zero difference between the two. There are a lot of companies who are doing what I call the digitizing of the fit models. There are fit models available in the 3D format came from body scans or sculpting. But those are the kind of models which have zero difference between the real model and the real 3D product. If you're still using those dummies which never worked, into a digital space, you're never going to implement seamlessly in the entire supply chain. For those who may not know the details, why is it important to have the exact replica of the fit model? Not only just the measurements, but the shape, the posture. The person stands too erect in real life, then that's the way the model should be. The person slouches, that's the way the model should be. Because it's going to drape against the body, the shape. And I want to see on the screen the way I will see on the person. For those who want to get more details, I did a two-talks on why morphing doesn't work in 3D. Morphing is taking one model and putting the measurements and just making smaller or larger. That doesn't work. Human bodies don't change the same way. From one person to the other. This is the reason why certain brands capture a certain audience, and that all starts with their focus on what their customer's body shape and measurements are supposed to be. That's why it is important to have zero difference between what you see versus what you have. If you're still working with, well, let me see how I can develop the look. Well, guess what happened? California was full of it we had the first pattern makers the first pattern maker made a cute looking sample the designer loved it we showed it to the buyers the buyers bought it but once they bought it and it became a product guess what happened to that pattern which had to be now bring it for production purposes and second set of better pattern makers called production pattern makers who came in and they threw the first pattern out because it was easier to work with the fit blocks for that style which has been sold. So your library of fit blocks is the most important because they fit on the fit model. And if I'm using those fit blocks and I'm using that fit model's body, it doesn't matter whether I'm preparing to show it or once it is done using the same data to go straight to production not even have to make samples. Second, we are going to need a pattern. Pattern that is going to be cut onto a fabric and then sewn and put on this fit model. Digital pattern is a reality. Those of you who are still making the paper patterns, wake up, wake up and get rid of it. If you're still thinking that I'm the only patent maker who can do this, you'll never get out of that corner. So anyone who's thinking I'm going to be sitting in my corner and I'm secure, please get out, open the doors, because you are going to be shut down. I keep saying in future, there will be no patent makers. Patents will be available on the internet free But what are the schools doing, fashion schools? They are teaching how to manipulate that pattern, how to take that block pattern that fits perfectly and create the style lines. That is the future for the pattern maker. And if you're not on it, you're not going to be as secure in your career. You really have to think digital pattern making. For anyone who's using digital technology, in the CAD room, pattern room, sample room, you've heard this term called DXF. DXF is data exchange format. Data exchange format was to exchange data between various 2D CAD systems. It wasn't in the government industry. As a matter of fact, AAMA, the American Apparel Manufacturers Association, took the DXF and added more layers. And those layers were not enough, so ASTM got involved. But we still call it DXF. But that's 2D to 2D. So now I want you to write down a few more terms. And these are really important. One is we'll call .obj. The other one is called .fbx. These are the 3D images that models any of those objects, which are three-dimensional objects to be shared with many 3D systems. 3D systems are being used in many industries. It may be new to the apparel, but apparel needs to graduate to what we call the totally open systems for the systems to really take effect and show benefits. Have you heard of this format, U3M.json, J-S-O-N? For those who don't know these are standard formats that fabric when converted to digital space with all properties converting to digital properties can be shared on a humanly readable files now of course there are culprits in technology who really want to own everything and all my customers must use mine We call proprietary proprietary, but that's nonsense. Look what happened to so many companies who fought with each other. And that's companies like us came in and said, all right, you know what? You want to fight because you're making other users incapable of reading your data or this data. Open systems is the only way forward to reach out and help users to expand on their business. Not everybody is going to buy your technology. But if you really have an affordable, good technology, but open systems, you will really open up to a lot of people. So this is my advice to all the technology companies. Try to make sure that your technology is able to talk to others. Seriously, if you're not making the open technology somebody's going to shut the doors on you. And then you'll wonder what happened. Ask your technology people if you're evaluating, is your system capable of reading? That allows you to work with any mill in the future or present who are going into digital fabrics. There are going to be no textile shows. There are going to be no swatches. There's going to be no sample yardages, all that nonsense has to go away. The fabric mills understand this. They also have a process and they are also in the digital space, whether they are preparing digital fabric, digital look, digital prints, digital finishes, whatever it is, but they are going to share digital data. They already are sharing with a lot of other large companies, but the smaller converters are now getting in and creating the databases. There are a lot of companies out there who are really specializing to make fabric look as real as possible, behave as real as possible. Vizu, if you haven't heard of them, look at them, what they are doing. Digital fabric library created from physical fabrics so that there's no difference between what I see in physical versus I see in digital. There are a lot of other companies, so I'm not telling you you must do this or that. All we want to do here is share what we feel is the right guidelines to choose the right technology. There There are so many companies, whether it's an American company, Swatchbook, Turkish companies, the Korean companies, Indian company called Sotex, all these are not startups. They have been the forefront of bringing the cloth into digital space. So the digital cloth is a reality that is given. So many companies will sell you their proprietary formats, their proprietary dummies, so to speak, or fabrics or whatever. But Are you able to commonly share that? If you're not able to commonly share that, ask yourself, how far do you go before you hit a wall? So if you're going to choose a 3D system, and if you haven't done it, or even if you have the system, make sure that you are able to take the data from other places. Objective, again, is to have totally open system open system where data can be from developer all the way to the person who could be doing the retail because you don't know how far you're going to go with the AI with this digital data. And if you're going to have to reinvent the wheel in between, either you're not going to do it or you're going to stay behind. So the fastest way is to make sure if you have the system, are you capable of conversing with other systems if you're not then make sure that your vendor allows you to do it they can all do that second if you're in the market make sure this is the list items that you are able to get all the digital data which is totally open formats the only way to flourish i'm sure some of you are wondering why why is this chat gpt And why is this technology being talked about? Seriously, guys, um, you remember when the um, few technologies came in, including the internet, everybody said, my job is going to go away. Well, I can assure you, a lot of jobs will go away. So those of you sitting in the corner and trying to protect however you're doing it, trust me, you have been replaced already in so many ways. You just don't know it. And that's the way I see it. And I hope I'm not scaring you, but helping you to pivot to the right direction. Thanks for listening to this discussion presented by Tuka Talks. If you found something in this conversation insightful, we would love for you to click the share button and send this episode to a friend.